Good morning, and thank you for joining me once again as we've made our way into the book of Deuteronomy. We are, uh, completed those first three chapters yesterday, and so open your Bible to Deuteronomy 4. We'll look at 4, 5, and 6, or chapters 4, 5, and 6 uh, today, and our emphasis will be on uh, what should be I think a familiar section of, of the book of Deuteronomy, uh, chapter 6, verses 4 through 8. Sometimes it's referred to as the Shema, uh, hear, O Israel. And so uh, I'll introduce you to uh, the chapters. I may have said this uh, somewhere early on. I'll, I'll repeat it. Just to make, Maybe you're just now joining us. Uh, in my thinking, I think that you should open your Bible uh, follow along to the extent you can as I speak to you. Uh, listen to this prior to your reading of the text. I think it will help you read the text to know what you're about to read. In other words, if you know a little bit about, about what you're about to read, you will understand what you read a little better. And maybe you want to come back and listen to it a second time. That, that would be great. And you can do it the other way. You, you, you can read your text and then listen to it. It'll be helpful. But kind of the way I envision its use is to listen first, read, and then if you need to, go, go back. But this will help you uh, to get the most possible out of your reading. So, uh, chapter 4 uh, of the book of Deuteronomy. Uh, again, this reminder, this exhortation uh, that God demands, commands obedience, that their, uh, the condition of their possessing this land uh, forever is that they honor God, that they obey Him. And so God has revealed Himself in this uh, law. And so they're not to add to it. Uh, they are not to subtract from it. Uh, again, a very pointed uh, reminder of a great apostasy that occurred at Baal Peor, recorded in Numbers 25, when 24,000 Jews die because of their immorality with uh, the Moabites. And uh, that uh, very graphic uh, uh, scene where Phineas uh, runs the spear through uh, the Jewish man and the Moabite woman. And so... Uh, so Moses warns them, don't get caught up with this. You saw what happened at Baal Peor. You saw what damage uh, was done. And so there's only one true God. He cannot be worshipped uh, by idols. And so uh, uh, be sure uh, to not get entangled uh, with uh, these idolatrous people that are now in possession of the land. You're going to dispossess them. Uh, so while you're doing that, don't get caught up entangled with them. Uh, again, the reminder of the uniqueness of God as the one uh, true uh, God. He's revealed himself uh, in the Ten Commandments. What kind of God is your God? Well, he is a God that is holy. Uh, he is a God that is moral even. And so he establishes a way for these people uh, to know something of him. And then he orders their lives, their society, their culture in a way that provides for mutual well-being, for human uh, flourishing uh, through these laws, most uh, commonly highlighted and summarized it's summarized with the, uh, the Ten Commandments. And then uh, chapter 6 is that ongoing uh, reminder of the goodness of God and uh, of uh, uh, God giving to them uh, this great p possession, uh, this land that he promised, and, and certainly in some way uh, the promised land is a, a bit of a picture, a foreshadowing of the great reality of what we experience in salvation uh, that is given and accomplished through uh, our Lord Jesus Christ. So now that being said, chapter 6, verse 4, uh, we'll read uh, verses 4 through 8. Hear, O Israel, the, the Lord our God, the Lord is one, 
You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your might. And these words that I command you today shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently uh, to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise. Uh, you shall bind them as a sign on your hand and they shall be as frontless between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorpost of your house and on your gates. So, again, reminder, listen up. Uh, very, very simple. Uh, pay attention. Uh, uh, this is the, the word of the Lord. And, and again, uh, your God is the one true God. And to Him and to Him alone, you sh must be uh, devoted. Uh, and certainly that is uh, a, a law, a command uh, that transcends uh, both testaments, both covenants, old and uh, new. And so uh, uh, we are to, to love God uh, supremely with everything uh, of our essence, of our being, of our, with our intellect, with our will, with our emotions, uh, we are to orient them toward God. And we should keep the, the Word of God before us. Uh, we should seek to master it so that it may master us. It should be on our heart. And we should teach the Word of God to our children. Uh, there's a reason that I very often read this passage when we do parent-child dedications, that uh, parents are responsible to disciple their children. Uh, that is their responsibility. And uh, we, the church, walk alongside, draw alongside, seek to encourage them through those challenging uh, times of, of child rearing. Uh, but ultimately, uh, it is the parents' responsibility. They are the one that God has entrusted, has given this sacred stewardship of having uh, children. And so uh, everything about life, walking, uh, sitting, uh, whatever you're doing, everything about your life is to be used as a format for the instruction of the Word of the Lord. And you're to keep this Word before you, uh, uh, to write it down so it can be visibly seen uh, in and around you, uh, in the home and in the places uh, that, uh, that you uh, work. And so uh, you are to do this uh, so that again, you, your descendants and their descendants and their descendants after them uh, shall flourish in the land because they have done uh, that which I have commanded, because I am gracious and I am good, and I will reward uh, your obedience with my faithfulness in blessing you uh, in uh, the land. And so even uh, those of us that live in light of the new covenant, who uh, know Jesus Christ and all of his fullness and all of his grace, uh, we are still under an obligation. Certainly it's an obligation that we're empowered toward obedience because of the nature of the new covenant. Uh, uh, the new covenant show, uh, highlights the obsolescence of the old covenant and uh, the old covenant Jew was not empowered uh, toward obedience uh, in the way the new covenant uh, Christian uh, is. And again, the, no, the, new, the new covenant is very different and very distinct from the old. There's continuity, discontinuity. Uh, but what we see here is a covenant made with these people so they shall possess the land. Uh, remember, their obedience to the law was not their condition of salvation. It was a condition of temporal blessing in the land. Uh, salvation, uh, just as it's always been, was by grace through faith, just as Abraham believed God and it was credited to him as righteousness, so these Israelites must uh, give testimony to the one true God who uh, will save those who trust him by his grace. And so I pray that this is a blessing to your day, and I look forward to seeing you once again.